Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in Health IT, Chime Prep for Health System Leaders. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Site, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. All right. Chimes next week, Chime Fall Forum. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing everybody, seeing you there. If you have the opportunity, if you are a health system leader, we're going to be doing interviews in action while we're there. And I'll talk about that uh, a little bit more later of why you should do that. But these are very short 10 to 15 minute interviews, pretty open-ended questions. It's really an opportunity for you to talk about stuff you are excited about, highlight the great work of your team or your health system in a specific area, or bring up a topic that you want to get out there and practice your industry leadership on the show. So we have we have 10 to 15 minute slots available. You could reach out to me, Bill, at thisweekhealth.com. I'll send you the link. We can get something scheduled. I think we, we have 13 to 15 of them already scheduled. So looking forward to the conversations that we are going to have. Today, we're going to talk about prep. And yesterday, we talked about uh, Chime Prep for vendor partners. And today, we're going to talk about Chime Prep for you as a health system leader. So when I was going to conferences, I made the mistake. The first one I ever went to, first hymns I ever went to was in Vegas. And somebody said to me, yeah, just, you know, just pop up. Because we were in Southern California. Going to Vegas was, you know, pretty easy. It was a very short flight. And so I thought I'd take, uh, I'd just spend one night there and spend two days and I was going to meet with some vendor partners and whatnot while I was there. And I did that and I was completely unprepared. Somebody said, oh, it's no big deal. Just go ahead and stop up. And as you know, Chime back in the day, or our hymns back in the day was, you know, 30 to upwards of 40 or 50,000, I think at its peak. And I was not prepared for the melee that was the, the showroom floor. And I did not take advantage of any of the education and nor did I take advantage of any of the discussions and conversations I could have had. And I, after that event, I realized that the, there's certain events throughout the year that I should plan to be at as a CIO and that I should have a very distinct plan going into each one based on what the event is. And so, you know, that's my first advice to anyone going to these events is have a plan. It costs you. It costs you in terms of the cost of the event. It costs you in terms of the time away from the office. And it costs you in terms of optics. You know, you are going to an event and someone else is not going to that event. So there's there's an there's also opportunity costs. There's all sorts of costs to going, not just the actual dollar amount. So... You have to take that into account, and therefore, you have to treat it like the investment that it is. It's an investment in time, an investment in money, and, and an investment in your political capital. So 
if you go to the event, you have to plan to get the most out of it. And so when I was going to Chime, the thing I would always do the, the week before, or I'd have my admin do, depending on how much time I had and what was going on in my world, I'd like to do it myself. But if, if I couldn't, I would have my admin do it. And I'd, I'd have them go through and identify the all the health systems. And they just give me a list of all the health systems and the CIOs who are going to be there. Now, that's the level I was at. So I was looking to have conversations with other CIOs and she would identify those. And I'd look through the list and I'd say, oh, you know, I'd really like to talk to the leader of that health system because I heard they're doing stuff around analytics or I've heard they're doing stuff around DevSecOps or I heard something on, you know, on a podcast where they were interviewed, where they were talking about diversity, equity, inclusion and, and some of the programs they're doing or so forth and so on. And so I would reach out to them ahead of time. Now it's Friday before Chime, so you probably missed out on this, but maybe you can plan to do this in the future. But for these people who are very busy and very sought after, you wanna shoot them a note well ahead of time to say, hey, I would love to have a conversation with you. The good news for you is almost every CIO I've talked to has told me the best aspect of these meetings, of these events that go on is the conversations they have with other CIOs. It's not the education, it's not the focus groups, it's not the golf or the parties at night. It is the conversations they have with other health system leaders. And so that's what they are seeking out predominantly. And that's what I was seeking out. That's where I started. Uh, The second thing I would do is I would see if I could kill two birds with one stone. I would have her go through all the uh, vendor partner sponsors that were going to be at the event and identify the ones that we were currently doing business with. Right. So we always had a list of, of partners that we were doing business with. She could easily uh, cross match that with the with the list of people who are going and say, look, here are the uh, you know 25 partners that are going to be at the event and who is going to be at the event from those partners. And I would determine, yeah, you know, maybe I could have two or three meetings, maybe four on the outside. I didn't want to. Hims was very different. I would really try to leverage that for a lot of partner meetings. But Chime was Chime was an opportunity for me to talk to my peers more than to talk to the partners. So instead of making it heavy on the partner side, I would make it heavy on the peer side. But anyway, having a plan going in, I'm going to talk to these partners. I'm going to try to reach out and talk to these health systems. Now, invariably, you're not going to fill up your entire schedule. Hopefully, you will not fill up your entire schedule before you get there. If your entire schedule is filled before you get there, you've made a mistake because you're going to miss out on the serendipity that is the conference, right? The chance meetings, the, you know, the, the coffees at Starbucks and that kind of stuff that leads to a conversation you did not anticipate. And I've had many of those over the years that have been incredibly valuable and met new people. Like I'm having a conversation with one CIO and another CIO comes up that I wanted to talk to, but I didn't really know that well, but they know the person I'm talking to. So they sit down, I end up meeting them. We end up with a long-term relationship just based on that chance meeting at a conference. So go in with a plan, know what your plan is, You know, know the peers you want to talk to, have a plan to uh, get in front of them. And then let, let's just say that's your plan going into it. And then uh, I would look at these, these schedule. I would do all that before I looked at the schedule. The schedule to me almost does not matter. As as a CIO, it did not matter. 
you know, the only, I didn't go to focus groups to make money. They used to pay us. I forget what it was. It was like a hundred dollars a focus group or something to that effect. Now we could give it to charity or whatever, but they used to pay us a hundred dollar focus group. And I thought, I look, I can't be bought for a hundred bucks. An hour of my time was worth a lot more than a hundred bucks. Therefore I would go to the focus groups that made the most sense to me. And I would literally, if they said, Oh no, that focus group isn't available, whatever I would just, I, I would, barge in because most of the people who were there would say, oh, you're the CIO for this. By all means, have a seat. And and so, you know, I'd identify maybe two or three where I'd go, yeah, I'd like to hear what they're saying and I'd like to hear what other people are doing in that area. Or or we're looking at that product. I'd like to see what that that partner is talking about or what health systems they're they're highlighting in that conversation. You can you can be nice instead of rude like I was and sign up for all of them. I, I, you know, sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't, depending on um, what I wanted to do at that thing. So the focus groups to me are are incredibly important. To be honest with you, the breakouts were not as valuable to me, although I would identify one or two that I was definitely going to go to. It could either be based on who was going to be on the panel that I could potentially talk to afterwards, ask them a few questions, or it could be based on the content. Although I find the content not to be as good as I would like, because generally what you get is the uh, completely polished version of whatever it is. Hey, we're doing an analytics project and look how good it is. That's not the conversation I want to have. I want to have the conversation of, tell me how you got through the muck of getting that implemented. Tell me how you got through the governance. Tell me how you got uh, that funded and that kind of stuff. Things that they may or may not be willing to talk about from the stage right? The things they're going to talk about on the stage, I can hear from a podcast like mine. I could hear from, you know, I could read an article. I could read it on health system CIO. I could read it on, you know, there's just so many ways I could read the polished version that I don't need to sit and hear the polished version. I want to hear the other things. Uh, The other thing is I stay away from the things that I know are going to be platitudes and people getting on their soapboxes to make themselves look good. Uh, the, the one that used to drive me nuts was the, you know, how to get the CIO job or, you know, the path to being a CIO because it's disingenuous, right? We all know that the path to a CIO is not defined. Like there's no single path to becoming a CIO. If you interviewed every CIO and asked them how they got to that role, the, the paths are as distinct as the person you are talking to. And some of them got there through... You know, I went to work for this health system and 30 years later, I'm, I'm in this role. Some of them were part of a legacy, the Yale New Haven group. You know, they, they went out and became CIOs at several systems. BJC, same thing, CIOs at several systems and that kind of stuff. So you have some of those AMCs, you know, throw off uh, CIOs and whatnot. But you have people who came in from the outside. You name it, the, the paths are all over the place. I'm sorry, that's my soapbox on that one. I, I, I never was a huge fan of telling people, hey, here's the path to the CIO, when uh, I knew full well that the path to becoming a CIO is obviously to prepare yourself for the role, but then there was going to be a fair amount of luck that is associated with it. Luck, relationship, you know, luck favors the prepared, but that is that is what it is. Sorry, wild side tangent. So anyway, a handful of those things, and then I'll come back to the interviews in action The other thing is, you know, what message do I want to get out? And do I want to get a message out, right? Because there's a bunch of media who are going to be there. I know that Anthony's going to be there from 
also some CIO. I, I assume John Lynn's going to be there from Healthcare IT Today. Uh, you'll probably have some other uh, players there as well. And this is an opportunity for you to do a, a quick interview, maybe even a long form interview. I don't know what Anthony and, and, and John Lynn and others are doing, but we, we tend to, because of my background as a CIO, I tend to not to want to take an hour of your time. I just want to take 10 to 15 minutes and identify a topic. And to give you an idea, <laughs> some people will take the time to talk about the great projects they just finished. Some people will take the opportunity to bring up a topic. Zafa Chaudhry brought up the health of IT staff and employees, mental health and just overall health as they were coming through the pandemic. And I thought that was a great topic and something to that I commend a leader bringing that topic up and getting it out there in the in the zeitgeist, if you will, and in, in the conversation mix so that people are talking about it and thinking about it. So there's a chance to be a leader at an industry level, and there's a chance to get messages back to your team about how much you really appreciate the work that they've done and those kind of things. So we're going to be there doing interviews, and there's going to be others, and I would encourage you to do that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I would do here. Yeah, you know, if I'm a health system leader, I know that at some point in my career, I'm going to want to have relationships with the recruiting firms, and I'm not talking to them about a job. I will preface everything I do with them to say, look, I'm not looking for something. I'm really happy where I'm at. <clears throat> but you, you want to make sure that you have those relationships. It's important to spend the time now when you don't need them, because at some point you will need them. And I know a couple of them will be there. Whit Kiefer will be there. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't, I, know, I don't know if Corn Ferry will be there. I could look at the list here. H-I-J-K. Uh, I don't see anybody from Corn Ferry is going to be there. Kirby, Kirby and Associates will be there, right? Yep, there's Kirby and Associates. They'll be there, Kirby Partners. So if there are recruiters there and whatnot, just shake their hand, make sure they know you. And you know, even if you're not looking, it's a good time to uh, make sure you have those relationships. That's, that's about it. That's what I would do if you have other things that you would do in prep for the Chime event or do at the Chime event. I'd love to hear them, so let me know. And by the way, if, if we haven't met and you see me there, by all means, come on over and introduce yourself. I would love to meet you and just put a name with a face. So really appreciate you listening to the show and look forward to seeing you next week. All right, that's all for today. If you know someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and probably a handful of others. We want to thank our channel sponsors for investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Taucite, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.